Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Did you know you can keep up with me and all my shenanigans, whether it's the radio show or classes I'm teaching, what I'm knitting, or even what the jigsaw puzzle of the moment is by following me on Instagram. I'm at Fog City Psychic there. And that's also where you'll find me on Facebook at Fog City Psychic. And KarenHager.com always has its arms wide open to hug you. Um, You can book a session there if you want to, and you can also explore all the other lovely things that I'm putting out in the world. Now, intuition is a naturally occurring gift, but sometimes we're afraid of it or we're reluctant to explore it. it. It comes with a lot of baggage sometimes around it. And we might think we might, we might think that we might get in trouble if we explore our intuition or that we don't know how to do it. Well, Shanda Parkinson is here with me today to help us understand how we can safely explore and grow and come to terms with our intuition. She's got some practical, meaningful ways to help us connect more closely with our psychic abilities. Are you ready to meet her? Shanda Parkinson utilizes her spiritual gifts, tarot and astrology to support others through transitions in life with clarity and deep compassion. No stranger to introversion, Shanda seeks to live in the gray matter of life, leaving lots of room for exploring the playground of her own mind and the rich, wild, sometimes animated thoughts that drive her creativity daily. As the author of Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense, Shanda is fiercely committed to mentoring others in the discovery of their own spiritual gifts. And you can find out more about Shanda and her work at shandaparkinson.com. Shanda, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, thank you for having me, Karen. It was so funny when you were reading the bio. For a second, I was like, wow, that sounds really great. She did a good, and then I was like, nope, I I wrote that. Um, (laughs) Wow, I don't even remember writing that, but it sounded very compelling um, and exciting. Um, But thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad you're here. And those bios are fun because sometimes it's fun to hear someone else read out things that are true about you. And it gives us, we often, we're so close to ourselves. Sometimes we don't see each other clearly. Yeah, you're amazing. So oh. there you go. <laughs> At some point, I recognize that enough to find the words for it. So yeah. Oh, gosh. Great to be here. So I'm wondering what psychic means to you, because that that word is such, gosh, that's a loaded word. What do you mean when you're talking about being psychic? And is everybody psychic? Awesome question. Thank you. Um. And I'd like to preface this also by distinguishing a little bit of the difference between intuition and psychic, because I think we've gotten, um, and and this is absolutely no offense to anyone, but we've gotten a little lazy and we've started to lump them together, right? In my mind, intuition and psychic are very separate, but they work together beautifully. And so our intuition is the mechanism inside of us, our compass, our gut, our, um, our sixth sense that certainly does Um, help us make decisions in our life and collect information from our environment 
in signs and symbols and visits um, from our spiritual guides and so on and so forth. So um, our psychic gifts, on the other hand, bring in information, insights, uh, feelings, uh, and messages of the unknown. And so it's like information not necessarily previously known that comes to us in whispers and subtle nudges and in very nuanced ways, depending on the person. And so, yes, we are all psychic. And so the word psychic actually is Greek for of the soul. So if you kind of sit with the weight of that for a moment, like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought psychic was, you know, the backroom fortune teller that you can see at a, in a, in a, a strip mall or, you know, it's like, wow, we are so um, far removed from the purity of the understanding of what that word psychic means. So if, if you're meeting with a, you know, a really compassionate, grounded and centered psychic, this is somebody who is actually detecting and sensing really interesting stuff information about your soul's path, helping you understand more about that, giving you tips and information from your spirit team or from beyond or gathering guidance in the form of uh, messages for you. And so um, because we all have the ability to tap into whether it's our own soul's path or to see and mirror back someone else's soul's path. We all have the capacity. We're just all hardwired differently. So we're all different receivers. Um, and so, gosh, over 20 years ago, I just decided um, uh, for myself that I wanted to embark on that journey. And then it led me to wanting to help others understand that as well for themselves. Why do you think we're afraid to explore sometimes? Well, I think we're afraid to explore because a lot of different reasons, and it depends on the person, obviously, but we're often afraid, I think, of what we might find out about ourselves. Um, you know, like I, the number one question I get asked before somebody even sets up a reading, oftentimes they're like, you're not going to tell me all sorts of bad information about myself, right? Yeah. Or um, am I going to hear something really scary? It's like, oh, no, 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 not none of that. So I think that fear can tend to be a really strong barrier um, to even just being willing to explore um, what it is. It's It's the barrier, the fear that I'm going to see something I don't want to see, or I'm going to see... I believe that you see exactly what is needed. And if you root your heart in a really solid place before you go into receiving that information, you will receive things that are inspiring and supportive and loving from wherever it comes from for you, you know? So yeah, that is, it is a very common thing for people. And it, I would just say from my own experience that, intuition and psychic stuff doesn't mean you give up your gift of discernment. And so if you are ever working with a practitioner who scares you or tries to scare you, it's all right to smile politely and back out of the room <laughs> or yeah. hang up the phone or because yep. that's, that's not coming from spirit. And so I also work as a professional intuitive. And so when people call me, they say, are you going to tell me something scary? Same as you're saying. And it, 
if anything comes from me, no matter what I say, have a sandwich or, you know what I mean? Always wear the purple shirt, (laughs) whatever you get, you still have the gift of discernment. That's your birthright. Use that gift of discernment. Anything anyone tells you that doesn't resonate, that doesn't feel true, that isn't a reflection of your soul's deeper knowing, throw it out. Mm-hmm. Because if it's yours, it'll keep coming, right? It'll, it'll keep coming up again and again and again until you look at it. But there's no requirement that you have to be scared or vulnerable in a, in a dangerous way. Absolutely. 100%. The, the word discernment is such a huge one um, in this field. Um, because as you said, you can accept what fits and resonates. And I feel like as in like developing our own intuition and psychic gifts, one of the biggest conundrum for most of my students is how will I really know if this is something coming from a pure place or that this is something to listen to? Um, Anything that comes from a pure place gives you energy, period, end of story. Like it gives you energy. It surges through you a feeling of joy or action or it motivates you. It lifts a burden. It lifts, lifts a heaviness. It makes you not that our compass can't also, you know, give us warning messages from time to time, but I'm speaking about like information that comes to you in a whisper or from out of the blue through your, your natural psychic gifts and uh, mechanisms. You feel good about the thought of taking that particular action or following through on that information. And so if it feels bad, like you said, whether it's something you're being given or it's coming from somebody else who's psychic or intuitive, absolutely pay attention to how it feels. You need to step back. You need to pause. You need to reflect. You need to, you know, we're both spirit and human, not just spirit. So we also need to filter through our own human processes and that's okay. And I think that's also important. And discernment is that huge piece. That's peace. That is really important because well, I'm intuitive and psychic and spiritual. I'm also a realist and I'm also super practical about this. So it has to be, you know, it has to be useful or it just gets to sit and simmer, you know? Well, and it, it's designed to empower. One of the things I like about the book is that you are laying out meditations that, that we can do to help open ourselves up. It's not magic meditations that from outside of us, something, a unicorn comes and opens us up. These are things that, that we can do, that we can work through to help begin to open up that awareness. And it really does leave it to the reader's discernment. How does this feel to me? How do I feel when I do this? Can you say something about how you came, how you started to use meditation as a way of teaching people to open their psychic abilities? Yeah. Yes. Um, This is the crux of my entire like spiritual awakening. Okay. So like this is a 20 year compiling of things that I learned on my own. And so I I had a spiritual awakening um, back in the late nineties. I lost several family members at once within a time period, it set within me a hunger, it sparked within me a a thirst and a desire to understand what is up beyond this world. Um, Where do we go when we die? I devoted myself to hours and hours of trying to achieve an astral um, uh, uh, out-of-body experience to Mm -hmm. see what it would feel, to really like feel my spirit 
release from my body. Like at least if I could try to understand what it was like to die, maybe I would get a sense of that. And so I devoted myself to meditation practices. I spent hours and hours and accidentally uncovered my own, my own psychic gifts. Suddenly I was, you know, I was hearing things from coming from other voices and I was seeing faces in my inner vision, which at the time I didn't understand were loving beings and other souls and spirits coming to connect through me. And, um, it awoke, like, that's what woke my psychic gifts. I wasn't actually seeking my psychic gifts out at the time. I was trying to understand the death process, which is really interesting part of the story. And so I'm also very introverted and I thought to myself at some point, there might be other people in the world that are like me that want to develop psychic gifts that have a fascination about it or a curiosity about it even. And could I compile something that would allow them to work on their own journey through, you know, their own process of development that if they don't ever want to set foot in a group class or they don't feel comfortable doing Zoom meetings and classes online, they can have at least a starting point and something pretty well-rounded. So that was like, that's the sort of in a nutshell story of how this kind of all came to be. You are listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Shanda Parkinson. Her new book is Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense. What, what do you think the best ways are to start to learn about our own natural abilities? You said you kind of came across yours by accident. When we set out to open up, what's the best way to begin? Yeah, I I would say the first thing you want to do is you want to um, invite yourself into a a deep process of reflection about um, which which of the clairs you are. So many people are familiar with the clairs. Clairvoyance is clear seeing, clairsentience, clear feeling, clairaudience, clear hearing, claircognizance, clear knowing. Those are the main four. There are many others. Um, But also in the book, it kind of takes you through a a little quiz. Um, that you go can go through step by step to try to get a sense of which of the clairs you are. Like, let's say, oh, I'm mostly clairvoyant and clairaudient. Well, well, that means I mostly see and I mostly hear. So I'm going to focus on that. And so if you can decipher through some of the exercises or any other way, which of the clairs are the strongest for you, start working with your own strengths, your top strengths. And so if you're a super visual person, you're a visual learner, um, you might be clairvoyant, clear seeing. If you know you're an empath or you you receive lots of information and it comes and it hits you emotionally, you're sensitive emotionally, you might be clairsentient or clear feeling. Uh, clairaudience are the wordsmiths and the ideators. Um, clairaudience receive lots of information and thought forms that could be your strength or your clear knowing, which is clear cognizance. And so clear knowing, I know I know stuff, I just don't know how I know, but it hits me, it hits me right in the gut or the chest and I know. And so that's like, you might be a combination of all of those. So that's the starting point. That's really for me, like if you are working with your strengths first, let the rest kind of build on um, and unfold and blossom on, on their own. 
You mention in the book some ways that we are not to use our psychic abilities. And I'd love for you to just speak into that a little bit. I think that might help people who are feeling a little bit nervous. So what are some ways that we're not going to use the gifts that we're developing? Yeah. So, you know, for example, to try to um, control or manipulate um, other people's uh, lives or actions. So that comes up a lot in relationships. There's a very fine line between asking about yourself and how you can improve or heal or grow through a relationship process or where you're trying to get information to shift or manipulate or, or control another person. So there's that like really being clear with yourself what your own intentions are and that really rooting yourself in a really clear centered space. Um, And so gathering information that could potentially harm others is just um, what I would say. Anything that feels a little um, borderline icky (laughs) in your gut is probably not a good area to, to explore. It can be, can be really harmful and it can set up an unbalanced, um, you know, it can set up an unbalanced energy um, exchange between you and others. And so I'm really careful in readings not to go into spaces that I haven't gotten permission for, you know, with um, in terms of what somebody is asking. But if you're taking full responsibility, you're asking for your own processes, your own decisions, your own choices, your own uh, your own needs and you're ridding yourself in those things and, and asking for the healing and guidance. That's great. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it, oh, it really makes sense. And I, my own students are laughing if they're listening to this because I make such <laughs> a big deal about always reading with permission and about how we can never change another person through what we see or know, right? Every, we're all in charge of our own path. And also that psychic ability doesn't mean that you somehow magically are right all the time or that you know the future in explicit detail and it never changes. That's not how the future works. Um, (laughs) So those are some things that come up for me around that. Do you know what I mean? I do. That's, and that's awesome, especially around the future telling like precognitive psychic gifts aren't, aren't something to mess around with. And they're really safe, really healthy ways of grounding in that information and how to go about it, you know, in a safe and also gentle and caring way. Um, for sure. Yeah. So you talked about in, in sessions with people being really careful to mm-hmm. walk that fine line, be sure you're reading yes. with permission. How yeah. do you protect your own energy? How can we protect our energy? Whether we're working, um, like working as intuitives or whether we're exploring, how can we keep ourselves safe and keep those mm-hmm. boundaries clear? Yeah, absolutely. Well, some, you know, most, most psychic practitioners and teachers Um, uh, teach or share with their clients and students some form of grounding um, techniques or ideas and also then protection. And so grounding, protection, even taking it a step further and offering yourself some some way, some form, some technique of clearing, clearing your energy, 
just as a like a regular practice it's like brushing teeth it's like you know um it's like your spiritual hygiene you know you want to make sure that you're taking care of the spiritual hygiene just because not like we're like wanting to walk around really freaked out that we're going to get attacked by it you know by an entity or other spirits or things like that we are what we are going through that process to set the right conditions up for success it's just so that you for the longevity of being being able to continue to go into these spaces and doing it safely, keeping yourself really healthy and clear, it just sets up, it sets the tone for, for success. And so, yes, any grounding, boom, protection, boom, um, clearing techniques, meditations um, in my book cover all of those. Um, but just grounding in itself doesn't need to take more than going out and hugging a tree or sitting with your bare skin on the ground, you know? Mm. So there's, there's many ways to crack that nut and you can come up with what works for you and your lifestyle. And it, and like you say, grounding doesn't have to be super elaborate. It can be very simple. And at least as I, just as I believe it can be as quick as a breath to pull us back to Mm -hmm. true beautiful perfect or um should you feel drawn to rocks and stones as i am i'm Mm -hmm. a huge huge rock and stone person um you know they're around me they're on my altars they're um in my pockets they're in my purse you know i fidget with them um when i'm on sessions you can utilize the energy in nature to assist and bring that to fruition if you don't you know if you don't have a lot of time in your life this doesn't need to be a you know a really complex time intensive process and i like to reassure people of that like this isn't like hours and hours of dedicated time this is like finding a way to fit some of these things in, in a very simplistic way and practical way. Um, so, yeah. Now, how can listen? I know we're coming just up to the end of our time. Okay. How can people find out more about you? How can they check out the teaching you do? Where can they get their hands on the books? Yeah. Um, my website's the best place to go for all of that and, and to find all the different ways to work with me, shandaparkinson.com, that's C-H-A-N-D-A-P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N.com. My book's there. Um, you can find me on Patreon. I have awesome lessons. You can go at your own pace. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Often I will pop in and do Facebook Live readings and uh, teachings. Um, yeah, so those are the best ways to connect with me. I love it. What do you most want us to know about psychic development? Oh, um, it is the most magical, like, I feel like, you know, life in, like, as a human being can be challenging. Developing your psychic gives, gives you that edge, that edge of mystery and magic that just enhances and enriches everything about life and the, the life that you're living and can help you to see things, sense things and feel into things so differently. Uh, being able to sort of turn your head sideways and see something in a different way with a different perspective is huge. So that's what I want people to know. And and as, as we develop new perspective, more perspectives open. Yeah. That's part of why for me, this is an endlessly fascinating journey. Yeah. Because you start opening your intuitive awareness. I don't know if we ever, ever, ever stop. Nope. 
I believe that too. I think that's a, this is lifetimes of of evolution and a constant growth process. It never does end. I agree with you. Shanda, thank you for talking with me. Thank oh you. Gosh, this was super fun. Thank you, Karen, so much. I'm so um, honored. You're very welcome. That's Shanda Parkinson. And her new book is Meditations for Psychic Development, Practical Exercises to Awaken Your Sixth Sense. And you can connect with Shanda and her work at shandaparkinson.com. That's C-H-A-N-D-A Parkinson. Dot com, shandaparkinson.com. And of course, you are always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events, and you can book a private session over there if you're so inclined. I promise I won't tell you anything scary. And <laughs> um, and you always remain uh, retain your own discernment and, and your power. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook where I'm at Fog City Psychic. I've just finished my Halloween puzzle, so you've missed the Halloween puzzle there. But something new uh, on the Jigsaw puzzle table will be coming up for November. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.